Good morning for Tuesday, June 14, 2011. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here is some of what's making news on the front page this morning. Republicans face off in their first debate. Syria unrest stirs new fears along sectarian lines. And Citigroup site gave thieves an entry to data. In today's national headlines, on college forms, questions of race can perplex. Same-sex couples' adoptions rising. And Obama says Wiener should resign. In today's financial headlines, Greece's debt rating is cut to the world's lowest. At Boeing, a labor battle rages on to next stage. And an outdoor clothier brings a bootmaker into its stable. There will be more business stories along with more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist David Brooks. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. Here's the top story written from Goffstown, New Hampshire. Republicans face off in first debate. Written by Jeff Zeleny and Jim Rutenberg. Opening a new phase in a race that is unusually unsettled for a party once famous for its discipline, seven Republican presidential candidates met Monday night in their highest profile opportunity yet to begin drawing distinctions among themselves even as they united to press the attack against President Obama. With the economy wavering and conservatives energized, Republicans see an opportunity to capitalize on the sense that the nation is on the wrong track. But with seven months remaining before the first votes of the nominating contest are cast, the candidates sought to show that they were electable and ideologically acceptable to primary voters. The spotlight was trained squarely on Mitt Romney, former governor of Massachusetts, whose appearance here amounted to his debut on the stage four years after losing his first bid for the party's nomination. He sought to press his business credentials, arguing that he was the strongest nominee to promote a message of economic revival and job creation, but he worked to deflect conservative criticism over the state health care plan he signed that resembles the national one signed into law by Obama. First, if I'm elected president, I will repeal Obamacare, Romney said, acknowledging some similarities and some big differences between the Massachusetts and national plans. In a direct message to the president, he said, If, in fact, you did look at what we did in Massachusetts, why didn't you give me a call? Tim Pawlenty, a former governor of Minnesota who remains largely unknown to many Republicans across the country, highlighted his blue-collar roots as he sought to introduce himself as a leading alternative to Romney. He coined a new word a day before the debate, Obamnicare, a term aimed at criticizing Romney and Obama. But when the debate got underway, Pawlenty exhibited far more restraint and declined repeated attempts to explain the word or issue a face-to-face challenge to Romney. He joined other candidates in reserving the brunt of their criticism for Obama rather than their fellow Republicans. The debate ran for two hours on primetime cable television. Newt Gingrich, whose campaign imploded last week when senior strategy team members quit, did not mention the controversy. He took a defensive tone and at times lectured the moderator, John King of CNN, for how he characterized the responses. Representative Michelle Bachman of Minnesota, a Tea Party favorite, delivered a bit of a surprise, saying she filed the paperwork for her candidacy earlier in the day. Representative Ron Paul of Texas, former Senator Rick Santorum of Pennsylvania, and Herman Cain, a conservative radio host and former chief executive of Godfather's Pizza, were also on hand. Missing were former Governor John Huntsman of Utah,
who's expected to get into the race soon, and former Governor Sarah Palin of Alaska, whose decision seems to be up in the air.